The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. It's Rob Moore here and welcome to the Money Podcast. Why raising debt, cash and equity isn't always a good thing. I think in the Silicon Valley VC startup world, it's almost normalised that you've got to raise millions. Now, of course, if you're trying to be the next Uber, Airbnb, you've got some kind of invention that takes millions of pounds to create. Yeah, you're probably going to need to raise external finance. But I think a lot of people assume that it's the done thing without really thinking about the downsides. Now, the opposite of raising debt, cash and giving away equity is bootstrapping or self-funding the business. That could be you personally loan it some money or you fund it through cash flow. So the first point, and I'm going to make about 10 points here. The first point is try and fund through cash flow if you can, which means sell some stuff, put some money in the bank and then reinvest the profits into more marketing, hiring, IP, stock or whatever it is that your business has that's an overhead. Um, Because selling out from the start just dilutes your equity, which, of course, you know. Uh, But then when you have to go for round two, round three of um, raising more and more finance, you're diluting on diluted dilution. Um, Okay, so when we need money, we often don't see the cost because we have these like, um, what do you call them? Rose tinted glasses. We have the happy eyes. Oh, I need the money, need the money, need the money. We see only the downside of not having money and the upside of having money. And we don't see the downside of having money. So the downside of having money is you immediately have extra stress on the overhead because obviously you have interest to pay. Now, if it's a loan, you have interest to pay. Uh, if you're giving away equity, then the stress on the overhead is the, the shareholding. Um, which will ultimately lead to um, you getting a lower share of the profits. Um, So that's the next thing, which is the reduced shareholding. Now, if you reduce the shareholding, you know, you could argue that raising um, equity and cash uh, enables you to grow more. uh, And therefore, you know, you'd rather have 50 percent of a much bigger pie. I mean, but that's a reason why you should raise debt cash uh, and give away equity. But I'm talking about the opposite. So the downside is you have reduced shareholding. So, you know, if you sell half your company, then you have um, half of the sale value when you sell it. And of course, you have half of all profits through dividend or, or whatever else. And of course, you've got to then talk about managing salaries and do they take a salary or not? Um, and how are they paid and how are you paid? Uh, and that brings me on to the next point is, you know, often small startup businesses are lifestyle businesses which means people use them uh, as a sort of a a self-function, if you like. Uh, You know, so you can put certain expenses through or you um, sort of underpay yourself for a long time or sometimes you pay yourself a lot of money. Um, uh, And, you know, when you've got external shareholders, that's all over. Um, You know, you have to put... Buy the books is the wrong word, um, but there are certainly expenses that you can offset and things that you can run through your business as a lifestyle business that external shareholders wouldn't necessarily want you to do or what would want to be involved in the discussion. I'll give you an example with an LLP. You can run cars legitimately through an, an LLP. You'll make sure you speak to an accountant or someone qualified before you go and do this. 
Um, but, you know, if you decide to put a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, an Aston Martin and a Koenigsegg through your LLP, then your external shareholders might have something to say about that. Of course, the next thing then is you've got reduced control. Um, so when it's your business, uh, you can do what you want, when you want, you can make the decisions that you want, you're flexible, you can pivot, you're lean, you're agile. Uh, and then when you have other shareholders, you have responsibility, of course. I mean, you always have a fiduciary duty in a business, um, but you have fiduciary duties to other shareholders. You have shareholder responsibility. Uh, now, of course, sometimes people will just go for the easy money. Um, if I were to raise debt and you know raise cash uh, and give away equity to, uh, in my companies, which I've never done to this day, still 50% shareholder and my business partner 50% shareholder in all our companies. But if I was, I would not see all money as equally the same. Because, you know, I might give away a little bit more, but have someone who's um, putting the money in, who's got a lot of experience and contacts or is someone with shared values or someone who's been in my niche before. And, you know, I see that they've got knowledge that can really help me. And by the same token, um, I wouldn't uh, take a better deal if the, where the money was coming at a price or a cost or with leverage or some kind of controlling mechanism or for someone I just didn't think had any other value or I didn't like. So, you know, money doesn't have the same value. It has, has different values depending on how it comes and what the terms uh, of the money are. And, and like I said, when we're desperate uh, and we need the money, we kind of, yeah, all right, I'll just take whatever deal. And then later down the line, we have a bigger problem. Um, you, of course, have reduced freedom because you can no longer do and say and decide what you want when you want. Now, by the way, that's not always a bad thing. Maybe I'll have to do another money podcast uh, and video sometime on the upsides of raising debt, cash and giving equity away. But I, th I think you know that, that's pretty clear and that's kind of a thing. And a lot of people talk about that. But, you know, there's not a lot of content on why you shouldn't. Um, you know, people use cash to fuel growth and cash is one of the, the mechanisms to fuel growth. It's not the only one, though. But it's assumed that cash is the major mechanism of fuel and growth. Um, but it can also be um, a bit of a red herring in that you can use cash to fuel growth, but you can waste that cash. Because if you use just cash to fuel growth, what you probably don't use is creativity, innovation, ingenuity, um, some leverage. You know, like the more money I've had to invest in my companies in marketing, the more I've kind of gone, yeah, spend it, yeah, spend it, yeah, spend it. When I haven't had money, I've gone, no, track it, no, split test it, you know, test it on, on a free platform first. So you have to be careful once you've got all this money and you feel like you've got to spend it and invest it. And the, the shareholders are pressuring you to fuel the fast growth. So you've got to spend, spend, spend this money. And you don't necessarily spend it in the most lean, um, you know, or, or calculated way. Um, so and it can just it can just ruin creativity. And, you know, I don't know if you have got a business, but when you start, you have to use all the assets you've got other than money. And so all that resourcefulness and that latent creativity and that adaptability and, you know, that survival instinct, that all comes out and you hustle and you get on the phone and you're doing 60 calls a day to sell and all this kind of stuff that you don't do if you've got millions in the bank. OK, I mean, this is kind of like a bit extreme, but it does happen in much bigger companies. But if you end up giving away shares or going public in the end, you could be exposed to a hostile takeover. Um, and, you know, that would be a bit, bit of a nightmare if that was your business. Um, you could be over your head contractually, i.e. you've borrowed money. Um, some smart lawyers or VC firms or, you know, private financers have tied you in knots contractually. Um, you've signed it because you haven't got a good lawyer or their lawyer is much better than your lawyer or you just signed it because you're desperate and you need the money or you're not the sort of person that wants to read a contract. Uh, and then in a few years when all these bombs go off in the contract and then there's all these terms and 
um, things that you maybe didn't know about. Um, that's got to be on you because you've got to do your research when you're, um, you know, looking to raise money for a business. Um, but, you know, that can happen. That's not uncommon. Um, also, if you're ever looking to sell, um, companies might ask for earnouts, which is like, well, we'll pay you 50% now and 50% in two years. Um, you know, when all these metrics have been hit and those metrics don't normally happen. And if you speak to most people who've sold companies, those earnouts don't normally uh, come to fruition. So, um, you know, if you're looking to sell your business completely, maybe you want to get out of it what you can get out of it in cash up front. Um, and then maybe the earnout is a bonus. And maybe you don't want to be tied to a business that you've sold, um, that you've moved away from. Um, you know, maybe you might lose your desire or you have to deal with a whole new culture. OK, so let me then remind you and do a summary of um, why raising debt cash and giving equity away isn't always a good thing. It sometimes is. Like I said, I'll do more content on that in the future. Um, okay, so um, you might want the money now, but there's always a cost. And those costs are everything else, like the stress on the overhead, um, the reduced shareholding, therefore the ongoing reduced profits you can um, you know, take, um, the reduced control, the sh responsibility to other shareholders who you maybe don't know very well yet and don't know if you can work with. Um, they may stifle you, um, you know, like record producers who come in and try and stifle an artist. They may stifle you. They may actually not be good for you in that regard. It's no longer a lifestyle business and you can't run things and put expenses through that you want to because you've got to run that by every shareholder. Um, there could be a hostile takeover in a very extreme example, though, to be fair. Um, you're not using creativity, leverage, ingenuity. You're just using cash and, you know, you become lazy and just reliant on the money. You know, sometimes I like to trick myself that our cash position or our profitability is lower than it is because it gets me resourceful. It gets me, um, you know, committed and, um, you know, just searching the depths of my brain to solve bigger problems. Um, what Mark, a lot, my business partner, often do is he'll take a few million out of the saving, out of the current accounts of the company, and I'll look at the, in the bank statements, um, or you know, go, go go and log online. And actually, I think, well, bloody, hell, there's only a few million quid in the bank. I better go and bring a few million quid in when actually there's a lot more. Mark's just played a little trick on me. You can also get your over get in over your head contractually, and it can distract you from sales and marketing. Trying to sell the business or raise money can spend months or years distracting you from running the business, growing the business, you know, serving the clients and customers, creating a culture, and ultimately sales and marketing and scaling up. Thanks for tuning in to the Money Podcast. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Um, are you subscribed to the sister podcast for? For this podcast, Money, which is uh, my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. If you're not, uh, you can find it on iTunes or Stitcher, or you can type into any um, browser, bit.ly forward slash D-I-S-E-N-T podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I interview people on that podcast. I've had some amazing guests, some big, 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 big names, way bigger. I'm punching above my weight, just like my marriage. Um, all right. Anyway, enough of that. Have a great day. Hold up. 